Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk Money and More with me, Leslie Thomas. Today is a guest episode, and I'm really looking forward to introducing you all to Bev Densham. Bev has been one of my biggest supporters of this podcast, and it's brilliant to have her on the show. Bev is a mindfulness Pilates teacher of 24 years and an author. She graduated from the University of Brighton with a degree in sports science and became a Pilates teacher. Two near-death experiences and divorce guided her to heal and inspire others with her mindfulness Pilates Zoom studio with meditation, mindset, journaling, and positive affirmations, helping reduce back pain and to help more entrepreneurs to be strong in mind, body, and business. She created a Mindfulness Pilates podcast and is founder of the Happy Kids Cards and Happy and Calm Cards to help your children and you live happily ever after. Bev, it's absolutely brilliant having you on the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, Leslie, for having me on the podcast. Thank you. Really looking forward to this conversation. So I'm going to ask you the same question I ask all my guests. What is your money story? Gosh, do you know what, Leslie? I ha- I- I've listened to every episode of your podcast. Um, obviously, we're, we're wonderful business friends. And it's just, yeah, thank you so much for having me. But the money story thing, I've been thinking about it. I was like, wow, this is really interesting to actually review your whole money story. I thought I've not actually reviewed the whole thing. So my money story started off for a long time, long, long time, actually, really well. So at primary school, it was all going well. <laughs> Secondary school, it was all going well. Um, I was even, you know, debt-free at university as well, came out of university, did a sports science degree, came, up, came out of that debt-free. I, had a, I was a squash coach at university. And I then worked for a year to travel around the world. So I was saving to, you know, travel for a year and a half and work my way around the world. And that was all going well too. <laughs> and then at the end of the, um, at near the end of the travels when I was living in Cairns in northern, northern Queensland, I was in quite a bad, um, road traffic accident and it took a bit of time. I had to have an operation. I had took a bit of time to sort of recuperate and recover. And when I was well enough, I then flew back to the UK and I kind of, um, got back into Pilates because it helped me after back problems and stuff. And I ended up training in London and it wasn't it, very quickly. I opened my own studio, but it was all very relaxed building it up. And I think because I was the first one, first qualified teacher in Hertfordshire, you know, 
there was a real demand, um, you know, for, for it. And I was kind of given a whole load of clients straight away uh, from the association that I qualified with. And, it was, and quite very quickly, I created a six-figure business, very, very quickly, actually. And I actually had that six-figure business for 16 years. Wow. So my whole there was there was not a there was there was the, the, there been no no problems at all actually until I met my ex husband and then my goodness have I been on a journey since then mm. um, so that's kind of up and well the sixteen years is the total of that business which is a very good business actually um, and as you know I still do teach Pilates but that's all another story as well of doing it differently now but yeah the I, I, you know, I wasn't somebody that would use a credit card or, um, you know, I still ran the business extremely well and, you know, all the VAT and all these things all, you know, paid meticulously and all the, those who worked for me, whether it was employed staff or self-employed, you know, it's all very organized. But then marrying someone who, who's, who's into more of the, you know, the debt and credit cards and, um, but more than anything, I think, Going, you know, 2008, going through um, domestic, fight, well, up until 2008, going through domestic abuse. And in the end, I called the police and social services, took me and my then three-year-old son away from the, the family home. Mm-hmm. They told us to go to a refuge in another county. But anyway, we sort of ended up living with my parents for three years. Uh, it wasn't easy to carry on the business as normal, you know, when you've got so much turmoil and trauma going on behind the scenes. But I did, you know, some people can manage to function amid, you know, sort of trauma. Um, and eventually, eventually, I, it's a bit of a long story. Sorry, Leslie, they're on. Not at all. Carry on. <laughs> it's a long story. Um, and once it was all over and I spent a fortune with solicitors and court and goodness knows what. But anyway, once it was all over, I set a goal in 2010. We love goals, don't we? We love Absolutely. goals. We love some goals. Um, I set a goal to move to the sea, and it took me four years to achieve the goal. Now, when I say that, though, on the one hand, it was a brilliant decision, but um, I'm quite into the money archetypes, as you know. And but from a financial decision, I it wasn't such a good idea, but it was the right thing in so many ways. But it's been a kind of very roller coaster journey to start working in a whole different county all over again with a with a clean slate but also not being clear quite what you're doing for a living anymore because I fell out of love of teaching Pilates but what I realized after I had you know I went down the traditional route counseling some therapy all sorts of different things but the thing that really helped me heal from falling out of love with teaching Pilates was coaching actually with my sister and it wasn't actually, it wasn't actually the Pilates I'd fallen out of love with. It was um, all the the trauma of the marriage and everything. So I had to heal all of that. Yeah. Uh, but it's taken nearly fourteen years to become my sparkly self again. And thank goodness, thank goodness, I have the sparkle back. But leading up to leading up to this point, the money journey. At one point, I got so rock bottom, and you know, I really wasn't doing as well. I felt a failure because I was comparing myself to old Bev, who was always the whole, my whole life. You know, I, I was an entrepreneur from a child making money, making jewelry. And then, you know, six figure business for 16 years. It's just normal to, to be 
comfortable and stable and have plenty all the time and, you know, helping a lot of people in my work. And then to be going to another county, which is brilliant in every way and designing new things to help people with products and things. But I think I have designed some brilliant things along the way, but my goodness me, you know, to hit some periods of, um, you know, anxiety and at times panic attacks. And the crazy thing is I teach things to help people reverse these things and deal with these things and prevent these things, which is, um, I think... And that's often the case. We might have the skills for others, but applying them to ourselves can be a lot harder. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and it it got on a... I'm a very determined. I have an inner light inside me and I'm always doing whatever I can for my son for these last 16 years. And I am a brilliant mum and dad to him and I'll do anything for him. And that's what's driven me. But there's also an inner determination. But, you know, at certain points, just not all the times, it's very much, you know, having struggling so much to earn a living, you know, at one point, you know, it's a few points, you know, the depression got so bad that not suicidal, but wouldn't have minded if I just fallen asleep at night, but not actually suicidal, but, you know. Feeling really, really low, rock. Yeah, as you say, very, rock very, yeah, very depressed. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, getting up the next day, pulling, getting your socks off, and getting on with it, and getting out there networking, and knowing deep down that what you're doing in your work is valuable and it can help people so much. And you know, I, I, I did apply for other jobs at one point, um, and I did other sort of cover work which I didn't enjoy at all, but at least, it, you know, brought me an extra money. And finally, this year, finally, in the stable and growing and flourishing and feels very inspirational this year. Thank God. You know, I, I'm fortunate. I've only ever known the, the bubbly, the, the bright and bubbly Bev. The Bev yeah. that is very much, you know, a cheerleader for others, supporting others. And just generally being somebody who wants to help. What have you done? What inner work did you do to move from being at rock bottom, your words, to the Bev I see in front of me now? Yeah. Well, uh, well, my goodness, I've done a lot of personal development, a lot of healing. I mean, there have been so many things on the journey. I mean, at one point, I heavily, I suppose at one point, I had a spiritual awakening and I got heavily into angel healing and angel cards and all of that sort of thing, which also really helped me on my journey very much. I flew to Hawaii and and I had a nice time. This is many years ago. Um, But really, mindfulness Pilates has been a savior. Absolutely. I think because you've got to think so much about what you're doing, it helps you sort of switch off. There's so much breathing in it, and you. So either whether I'm teaching it, it's incredible. If you fit, even when you're feeling awful, I'm not going to turn up moaning at my clients. I'm there. I'm there to get on with the job, and no matter how I'm feeling, I will. You know, I will. You know, I suppose you can say perform. Whether you know, however I'm feeling, luckily, you know, this year it's been a, a lot better. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is, whether I'm teaching it or doing it for myself, that's been brilliant. Nature and going for walks, I find absolutely brilliant. Um, going to the sea and hot and cold showers and dunking myself in the sea, even if it's not for very long. Um, meditation is part of mindfulness Pilates. So 
you know, sometimes I just do 30 seconds, sometimes I do one minute meditation. I've upgraded recently to 20 whole minutes, which is quite a lot for me. Um, and yeah, affirmations, as you know, I'm heavily into affirmations, but I, I find it absolutely fascinating. I, I think I'm, I feel slightly revolutionary with my teaching style of affirmations, but how it's helped me has been enormous and I'm always playing around with it and but I'm enjoying that and I can see with journaling as well and one minute journaling with it, I find really helpful. And of course, all these things I'm then, you know, sort of teaching to, to others. Visualization with goal setting from my early sports science days, you know, visualization was you know, massively taught the mental rehearsal for sports performance. But, you know, I, I was like, Beth, come on, use your, use your tools from goodness knows how many years ago. Um, 1995 I, I, I did finish my degree so anyway so I've you know I've I've researched and done studies and read studies and but then you know it's really powerful stuff visualizing and whatever it is so using that is is very useful um reading and reading and learning reading and learning listening to your podcast listening to other people's podcasts reading other people's books reading research implementing that research into things so it's like got the spark back yeah. so and designing you know as a youngster I was a real designer I nearly became a graphic designer but uh, now I design things that help people in you know in their happiness in their health their well-being um obviously with affirmation cards and things like that so I kind of and I'm very diligent about it because I know you can't be feeling the pit to do well in life um, and to turn it around. Absolutely. So uh, you've got to be determined. You've got to put the time in. And, you know, the more broken you've become, the more you've got to un unbreak yourself and, and find or like a flower like that's closed. You've got to you've got to do you've got to go from every angle, I think. I've just kind of, you know, diet, health, well-being, nutrition, naturopath, everything. <laughs> and um, you def you and you definitely seem to embrace all of that. And you encourage others to embrace that as well. You know, when I follow you, you know, I follow you on, on Facebook and on Instagram and just seeing you down by the sea doing Pilates, you know, that that encourages that sense of, of well-being in anybody that is watching what you're doing because you're outside, you're getting, as you always call it, the vitamin C, S-E-A, and you really do seem to now be wringing every single ounce you can out of life. So you really do yeah. seem to have embraced where you were where you are now and have goals in place for where you want to go yeah 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 exactly and up until recently um I haven't had a car for very many years and and I because my work I think when you're in a financial rut um and when you have my type of money archetypes as well um I'm a past workaholic so and I was getting myself exhausted and, and a little bit burnt out not completely, but so much so that I'd find seven miles cycling to actually get to and from the beach is a bit much. <laughs> um, so I was only going like once every three weeks or once a month. And I was like, this is not my dream lifestyle. So this year I pulled my socks up and 
I was like, come on, Bev, you know, you can, you can do this or you can, or, or now that you, you can afford a taxi or, you know, or you just cycle, you can just cycle there and walk up the hills and, and make an effort. So in the last couple of weeks, I think I've swum about 10 out of 14 days in the oh, sea. Yeah. And, you know, that is my dream lifestyle to either be there on my own or, or meet lovely people that you bump into that on their doggy walks or, or spend time with your favorite close family there and close friends. And, you know, it's so nice to, you don't actually, you know, depending on what your dream lifestyle is, but actually my dream lifestyle is, is just being outside in nature by the sea and in nice places. And you don't actually have to necessarily have a lot of money for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so my life is rich now. And, and I used to think to call myself a complete and utter failure for not being in the same income bracket as I used to. But actually, you know, I have a happy, harmonious home. I get on with my teenager son and, you know, and I have wonderful friends and family and business friends. And, you know, I have work that is just absolutely joyous up to the sky and, you know, a morning routine that starts my day in a joyful way. And, you know, I think, well, actually, you can't ask for much more than that. You know, I was lying in bed last night and I don't know whether this is an original thought or whether I have absorbed it from somewhere else. But an idea popped in my head that wealth is an attitude. It's not a destination. And mm. that really resonated with me and everything that you have just said there. You know, I have a rich life and mm. very often. The richest people in terms of income in the bank are the poorest people in terms of how fulfilled, how much they actually enjoy that wealth. And I think probably for everybody listening to this podcast to actually say, feel and mean, I have a rich life. Mm. Can we actually ask for much more than that? Well, I think it's absolutely blissful. I mean, you know, I go, I go to my lovely Japanese garden and gardens um, at the weekends and I have my, I, I, I got into the habit of taking a beautiful homemade turmeric uh, cinnamon latte with me and then I'll buy a decadent piece of cake, gluten-free cake. You know, to me, it's paradise. What's that? Like £3.50 and okay, I, you know, £35 a year membership. It's just like paradise yeah. to me. And then going in the sea and it's just like, well, um, but do I have to fly to Hawaii? Yes, I probably will fly there again when I, when, you know. Variety is the spice of life, isn't it? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go there again. I've been three times. Yeah. I'll definitely go again. Uh, yeah, it definitely will be on the cards. But I have to fly first class um, because, you know, my back won't hack it <laughs> in economy. So I'll I don't think that sentence needs because. I don't think that sentence needs because. I just have to fly first class. Full oh, stop. Yeah. End of sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I did actually. This is a, this is not a good story, but I did actually have to upgrade to business class um, last time because um, one of my legs just kind of um, decided to go completely numb by waking up in a bad position on the plane with my back. So um, yeah, definitely, it's it's first class all the way when I do travel again. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Now you mentioned a couple of times your money archetypes. Can you remind mm. me what your money archetypes are? Yeah, they're slightly different or slightly different order last time, but literally only one or two points between them. So it's ruler, uh, um, accumulator, and celebrity. 
Oh, and what you just said there about first class, that absolutely ties into your celebrity. Your accumulator might be feeling a little bit uncomfortable about it. No, not at, not at all. Oh, that's good. Your, no, not at all. Because looking after your back, you know, I've had prolapse disc, spinal stenosis in the spine, ongoing diagnosis, and have to look after my back big time. Um, so, no, I, I think, no, not, I don't feel at all. Whereas, um, whereas going for a haircut, that's another matter. Interesting. I've been, I've been cutting my hair that... I've only been a, a, a few times in the last few years since the pandemic, cutting your own hair and you can get away with it. <laughs> and that definitely plays into the ruler and the accumulator <laughs> part of you, given that both accumulator and ruler don't particularly like spending money. They like investing or saving, I should say, not investing. They like saving their money. Investment doesn't come naturally. Saving does. So that ties in very, very well there. Yeah, I think I, I think there's been a massive battle with them all in the last eight years, particularly because uh, to go from you know very financially sort of well off for so long and a whole childhood of you know the whole world really you know taking taken so long with so many health and whatever problems over these years and recovering from that marriage, um, I think it becoming then very poor for quite a long time and then you know coming pandemic and like oh my god you know my sort of business is an in-person one and then suddenly you're having to find a new way to work it's sink or swim and it you know you know and sink and swim in every way not just financial but that can be mental and everything and you know mental health is wealth and you know physical health is wealth and um so yeah I also had to find a new way to work but it's been very it's been my my accumulator has been very upset, and my celebrity found other ways. Like actually, you know, what is I realised if I think of a happy memory from like one of my death cards of you know you close your eyes, you remember a happy memory, and it always takes me back to childhood holidays in Dorset and going to the beach and um, and staying at a farm and. Um, and then you realise, well, actually, you, you can still make yourself look nice. You can still make an effort. You can still, um, you know, do lovely things without spending a fortune. Um, but the ruler thing I've had a problem with, the ruler work, workaholic, you know, when you are struggling financially and you're off applying for jobs and extra jobs and whatever, um, having to take on work you don't want to do because it doesn't go with your um, ethics, for example, that I teach maximum 10 with my Pilates and you might go and do cover work where they're expecting to teach a lot more people and the quality is down the pan. But um, I'm not doing that now. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then, you know, you've got this push pull of have, feeling you've got to be on a hamster wheel of being a workaholic to, to make a difference. But actually all the networking, all the effort, all the inspiration, all the designing, all that personal development is finally breathe in, breathe out, pay yeah, off. Absolutely. You know, I, I encourage everybody, as you know, to know their money archetypes. Do you believe knowing your archetypes the way you do and you have over the last eight years, do you feel that has benefited you in terms of being mm -hmm. able to manage that push-me-pull-me relationship that we all can have with money? Yeah, I think it's very, very, very helpful to know what your money archetypes are because 
it helps you understand why there can be such conflict going on. And I've come to a place of acceptance. No, I'm not in the six figure. I'm nowhere near that at the moment yet. And of course, I've done it before I can do it again. But knowing what they are and knowing what your personality types are means you can watch it. So like um, the last half I don't, it, last half term holiday, I took a whole week off and I had a wonderful time with my sister, my mum, dad, son, etc., and nieces and one of their babies. It was just gorgeous and quality time by the sea, just, you know, just lovely. But I, I didn't feel I could afford to do that before. And it wasn't, you know, it's not that it's costing hardly any money at all to do that, but it, but you don't think you can afford to take the time off because yeah. you feel you've got to be working. The impact, what could you miss out on? No, yeah. not to miss out on, but you yeah. like, you can't afford to. You've got to keep working yeah. until you're stable. And then I got to the point of feeling stable, feeling like you can breathe again. Actually, but you can give then give yourself permission to take that week off and, you know, and my goodness, that makes you feel so much better. So, you know, you've got to keep the ruler, archetype, workaholic types in check. It's all very well being passionate about your work, but we, you have, you need, everybody needs a work-life balance. Otherwise, something will be screwed up. Yeah, absolutely. And ruler is, is my number one as well. And I recognize that trait very much in myself. You know, as you know, I'm in my garden office, so I'm away from the house. So it can be very, very easy for me to become consumed in what next? What else? Because there's always something to do when you're running your own business. But because I know my money archetypes, I know what is going on for me. It is my ruler that I'm very often having that conversation with. No, I'm really sorry. I, you know, I've had a good day. I've achieved all the things I needed to, you know, on my to-do list. I'm now going down into the house and spending time with the family. And I have to have that kind of conversation with her just to let her know that we're done for the day now. We're, we're mentally clocking off. And like you, I do find I actually have to make the effort to do that because my natural inclination is to keep doing keep doing keep doing oh yeah because we're so inspired and it's like <laughs> you might be pitching to another podcast or there's, a, there's always another <laughs> exactly so, there's always so many more things to to do and create and be inspired and help the world with and whatever you know we've always got a goal or two or many going on and um i think what i realized in the end was it was a big relief last, I think it was last year when I went back to focusing on just one main thing. A lot of people still think I do lots of things, but I, actually I'm back to one main thing that I'm offering and teaching, which is the mindfulness classes, whether that's the one-to-one -one programs or whether that's, you know, group classes at my online Pilates Zoom studio and focusing back on one thing. And, and hey, presto, it may be, you know, I think before I think, oh, the more things I offer, the more I'm going to sort out this nightmare financial situation, even though I was debt, very proud to be debt free for eight years. Obviously, that's great. Um, but <clears throat> that's not good enough. <laughs> that's not good enough being debt free. You've got to be, you know, you know, have stability. So, um, yeah, I think that makes that sort of uh, made a big difference back focusing on one thing. Yes, I have things like affirmation cards, but they're part of it. Or people, yeah. yes, can use them, you know, sort of separately. And, and, and by some sort of magic, or maybe it's just a time thing of, you know, focusing. I've noticed um, quite a shift in the increase in booking 
um, and orders and everything since focusing on one thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think, though, as well, it comes back, I am sure, and I, I don't know whether I'm going to use this word, say this word correctly, but it comes back to reciprocity, the fact that you are cheer cheerleaders for so many, you support so many people, you refer so many people. I am sure that you are then starting to see the benefit of that as well, that people feel inclined to want to support you in return. And that that plays into the um, you know, what you give out, you get back. And I think you are very mm -hmm. much a, a giver and therefore you more than deserve to get back you don't do it to get it back i know that but okay. then you know the nat the, the natural way things are if you give out give out give out eventually you will get back and i think you're a, a shining example of that mm, interesting one yeah I, yeah i find it really interesting um on, yeah i do i do love i do love um i do love um helping and supporting you know our fellow entrepreneurial friends or whether it's you or whether it's my sister or or I, you know there's so many um so many i love to support regularly but yeah it's an interesting thing and then you it's suddenly oh we met a year ago and oh they're booking in as a client or oh, another one but in and, and another one today actually and then another one last week and, and then a referral comes in a year later and you're like wow suddenly People have known you X amount of time and they're, they're wanting them to either be your client, your customer or, or recommend or refer to you. It's so well, thank God for that. <laughs> thank God for that. Not, you know, um, but yeah, obviously you do it willingly to help others. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, that, that, that's been a godsend really. Yeah. It's been a no, godsend. I want to focus. I want to, I want to finish, sorry, on, on one particular thing actually. So mm. I hope you don't mind me sharing this. You said to me, a few weeks ago, and we can edit it out of the podcast if you don't want me to say it. So that's the beauty of podcasts. Is you said to me a few weeks ago that you'd set yourself a goal that once you'd achieved six figures, you wanted to come on the podcast. Yeah. And I said to you, no, let's get you on before yeah. and let's get you on again once you've achieved the six figures. Yeah. So setting that goal for yourself and as you spoke earlier on, the importance of having those goals, giving yourself that goal to get back to be earning six figures and more. What has that done for you? What motivation has that given you? What setting that goal? I mean, I set the goal to come on your podcast. I was so excited. I was very surprised, actually, when so I didn't think you'd think I was successful enough uh, financially where I'm at now. And, and of course, you're like, well, I was like, I was so surprised. I thought, no, I, my intuition said, oh, I've got, when you said you, you would have me as I am right here, right now. <laughs> I'm not the 16 year six trigger, um, old version of me. Actually, I think I'm a better version now, to be honest. <laughs> um, I am a, what I can give and help with is, is actually way more. So I'm assuming that, and I know I've done it before. So I was very, I was very grateful that you said that to me and I had to get my head around it that, I am enough to, you know, I am enough to come on the podcast right here, right now. And then you said I can come back again when I'm at the next bracket. And I was like, oh, that's really lovely. And I was, I was really sort of grateful for that, and, uh, you know, and um, it was just a, a really lovely thing. And, and I wrote, I mean, if you haven't listened to all of Leslie's podcasts, listen, because there's so many tips and tools and sometimes sort of question coaching ones. And one of the ones I did with you 
uh, one of your podcasts I listened to, it said, write yourself a nice card. So this is my nice card. It's got my dream home. It's got my dream lifestyle, which I already live on Fantastic. the beach. And it's got my next car, which I'm looking forward to getting. So, and then you write yourself this letter um, from your from your future self, isn't it? Yeah. And um, I'm all, as you can see, it's extremely, um, lots of ticks. And I was like, well, if you just looked at it at a glance with all the ticks, you'd be like, wow, she's already doing it. And then it, on it, it says, everything is okay. You're okay, safe and loved. And I won't read it all. Well done on your six-figure business in 2022 of being on Leslie's podcast, <laughs> publicly celebrating your renewed success. But you said I could come on already. So, okay, that bit hasn't happened yet. Um, but a lot of it has on my new deck of happy and calm cards and so many things and it just feels i read it regularly it's lovely and then daydream with it it's powerful for listeners who won't be able to see that essentially what bev showed was a card that she had made that on the front of it had images of things that she has set for herself, goals for her future self, the house where she's going to be living, her car. And inside, she's written um, a message to her future self congratulating her on all the things that she has achieved, she's going to achieve, but written it in a way that she has achieved them. And just to say to Bev there that it's your ruler that is giving you the message at the moment that you are not successful. And because for rulers, we're always pushing to the next level. So the level that we're at is never quite enough. Your success has to be measured in so many other ways. Being a very good mum and dad to your son, moving to your dream location, Mm. having a rich life, Mm. being able to take a week off work, spend time with your family incredibly having no debt if they're not success i don't know what is ah uh, thank you leslie and do you know what i i don't believe that old you know oh so many times you're a failure you're a failure you're a failure goodness knows how many times it was just nasty but i don't believe that anymore i i, I believe i am a success now and i'm i i'm you know so grateful where life is and 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 how the work is and how the oh I just feel so relaxing to <laughs> um be in a in a and more stable and growing place. It's just uh it it feels good now. I think I've made friends with I think the accumulate the accumulator and, and the ruler have kind of made more friends now that actually can kind of work more together um and understand each other to to build uh, build and grow and that actually having a rich life is is and having a happy harmonious family foundation um and, and, and you know is is kind of the basis of life really absolutely absolutely now before we finish today's episode i know bev you want to share some of the cards that you have created so i'm going to hand this part to you for you to do the necessary Okay, so I, I, what I thought would be really good, I was like, right, I'm going to pick a card for Leslie, pick a card for me, and then obviously for you listening, think about what they mean personally to you. And then I picked one especially for you, the listener, um, which might be for us as well, I think. <laughs> so the first one from Happy and Calm Cards is I have good posture. I picked this one for me, which is when I sit and stand tall, I feel happy and my back feels stronger. I've just sat up. Yeah, <laughs> that's really back. good. 
which is really good. So have a think about what that one means to you. So that's the first one. Shall I go on to the second one? Yeah. Your one today, which obviously you can enjoy at home or wherever you're listening as well, is I am energetic. I radiate positive energy wherever I go. I like that. I am energetic. I radiate positive energy wherever I go. That's brilliant. Yeah, so that's your one. And then for I like, right, this one is for the podcast. This is especially, especially, and this was like, right, this is for you and probably us. <laughs> and it is, I thought, this is interesting. I learn from my mistakes. I learn from mine and other people's mistakes. I learn from my mistakes. I learn from mine and other people's mistakes. That is brilliant as well, because I think that's a really important message because very often we beat ourselves up when we make mistakes, when actually... Our mistakes are the only thing that we learn from. So there are gifts. There are gifts for moving forward rather than something to berate ourselves with. So I love those. Thank you very much for sharing them. Yeah, that's all right, Leslie. So don't go with the I'm a failure thing I was talking about earlier. Go with exactly what Liz Leslie said, which is the gift. Well, I'm looking forward to the next time I have you on the show. <laughs> uh, really looking forward to it. But in the meantime, how can people connect with you? Yeah, so website's my name, beverlydenshan.com, and anywhere on social media, uh, Beverly Densham, Instagram's Beverly underscore Densham. And uh, yeah, I'd love to, love to see you there. Fantastic. And for everybody, Bev's contact details will be in the show notes. Thank you very much, Bev, for coming on today. I have loved our conversation and look forward to having another one in the not too distant future. Thank you so much, Leslie. Thank you for listening to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. If you have enjoyed it, I would love it if you would tell somebody else about it. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social media tagging me, Leslie Thomas Coaching on Instagram or the Money Mastery Business Coach on Facebook. But if you do, I promise I will give you a shout out in a future episode and I will be hugely grateful. I can also be found at Leslie-Thomas on LinkedIn. If you would like a copy of my free resource, Three Mindset Shifts to Double Your Income, then please go to leslieathomas.com forward slash let's hyphen talk hyphen money. I would love to hear from you, so please do email me at leslie at leslieathomas.com. I will reply to all messages, but please do be patient. Until next time, remember, master your mindset And in turn, you can master the money you make in your business.